Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. All right, you guys, we are in the middle of August. Wah, wah. <laughs> it just means that the school year is rapidly getting ready to hit the reset button. I know many of my friends who live in the South are already starting back to school. We here in the Pacific Northwest are a little bit slower on the draw. Most of us don't go back to school until after Labor Day in September. I am not planning on going back to school until sometime in November. So I'm going to give myself a little more time this year on my homeschooling. Uh, Really happy to have my friend Dorinda Wilson back in the studio with me today. Hey, Dorinda. Hey, Heidi. Thanks for coming back. Hey, I'm I'm happy to be here. You know, it's it's really fun to see you sitting across the table from me, considering <laughs> that you live six hours away, and it really is like some sort of crazy act of God to get us both in the it same really room is. at the it same is. time. It is. It is. This is exciting and fun. It is fun. So I appreciate you coming back. We have been talking about what's going on in the culture, and really, um, I am trying to turn the hearts of mothers back to the Lord so that they can see what's being able to basically take what's happening in the culture and filter it through the grid of God's word. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, starting with the gender unicorn. We're speechless. Like, what do you even do with (laughs) that? I don't even know. This just, it's insanity. But before we get uh, to that, especially since this is back to school, so that's Mm -hmm. what we really want to talk about today is uh, wisdom and choosing the way that we educate our children. God has a lot to say. The Bible is not silent Mm -hmm. on the issues that we're facing. I've said this hundreds of times. I'm going to keep saying it. God's word isn't silent on the issues that we're facing. He's actually, believe it or not, not silent about the gender unicorn. That's right. Because God knows about our gender. He created us. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I kind of want to real quickly remind people, Fearless is coming up. Yes. And when and where, Dorenda, can people come and sign up for Fearless? Well, we have Fearless Indianapolis. And that is October 14th and 15th. And Fearless Tampa is November 4th and 5th. So those are coming up. And registration is open for those. It is. And we're looking at coming to Houston. We're working Mm -hmm. on several, actually several more locations sort of percolating away. We do. We have some exciting uh, locations uh, forthcoming. (laughs) Yes, forthcoming. Also, uh, the new uh, retreat, the new conference that I do for Mm -hmm. women is getting sort of test-driven in Vancouver. The new one is called Redeemed, Mm -hmm. and that has a new pendant also that goes along with it. So we're excited about that. And that's coming up in October. Right. It's October 7th. So it's just an evening design. Dessert, kind of, and we would almost call it like a you know a precursor to the conference. So you get a little taste of what the redeemed conference is going to be like. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I am excited about mm-hmm. that. Really excited. Uh, we're going to continue offering fearless, obviously, and redeemed is sort of the next step beyond mm-hmm. uh, fearless. Because once you realize who the author of fear is, and you start to see yourself the way God sees you, right. you live your life under the paradigm of a person who lives as someone who's been redeemed. That's right. Which is a really wonderful uh, next step after fearless. So we're excited about that. And also, just want to ask you guys if you could just pray for us. Um, We've got some big things coming up. Uh, I have a new book that I'm working on that's actually due in just a few days. The final transcript is due on that. And so I covet your prayers for that. Cannot wait for you to see what the Lord is doing. I think you guys are going to be excited. Just it's for such a time as this, and the Lord knows what he's doing. So we'll keep you posted on that. If you're not subscribed to the Busy Mom blog, please do that. Uh, the the blog will also allow you to be subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, please do that. Also, you can go to iTunes and just uh, click on the little gear and it'll let you leave a review. If you got some questions or you want us to cover something different or you've got uh, something in particular that you would like to, to point out, please feel free to email me podcast at the busy mom. 
Com. All right, we're about four minutes into today's, today's podcast, and we're going to touch on this idea of wisdom in educating children. I want to start you with, like I always do, with a, a word from the Lord. In Luke 640, the Bible teaches us that when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. And I don't think this has ever been more important than it is right now. We're looking at an entire generation of children who are literally being bathed and educated mm-hmm. in lies. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this the other day, just the it's it's interesting to me, even 10 years ago, if you would have said to me that the schools are going to be openly teaching this stuff. They're mm-hmm. openly going to be telling mm-hmm. children that their that their gender is fluid, that they can choose. And that's not even the worst part of it. I mean, that is a bad part. But the worst part is that they are purposely leaving the parents out of the equation. The yes. district in uh, North Carolina, uh, which is the Charlotte, looks like um, Mecklenburg School District, uh, is the one who's coming up with this particular gender unicorn idea. And what they're saying is that the parents are not allowed to be notified. Mm-hmm. It actually gets worse than that. The district is saying that the school will, quote, work with students to determine when parents should be involved and that the staff can't tell parents what the child's chosen gender identity is without the student's permission. This is lunacy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just lunacy. And parents should be furious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope that every parent that listens, I'm going to link back to uh, keep my ny so keep my uh, north carolina safe.com and we will link back to this today and you can certainly go there and all of the email addresses for the people who are on the mecklenburg county board are there and you can email them i hope that you will please keep working on it i know that a lot of people have been on that website and have told me that it's not working i think it's because their server wasn't ready right for right. all the people who which are going to be commenting fantastic that's which is great good. keep trying yes let your voice be heard this is a major deal god is not silent on the issues that we're facing and when the bible warns us that a student when he's fully trained is going to be like his teacher in this case the school district wants to use an innocent looking gender unicorn to normalize words like cisgender and teach your kids the lie that they can choose their gender, and in so doing, they are marginalizing and purposefully excluding parents. Mm-hmm. And this is dangerous it's territory. very dangerous. It's so outside of the scope of God's plan for the family. Yes. And that's, I think, what is just so disturbing to me. Um, kids need their parents, and parents need to be the ones to make these decisions for their kids, that's what right. they're going to be taught. That, and That's exactly yeah, right. It's crazy. Franklin Graham on his Facebook page reminded his readers that the communists use brainwashing in Eastern mm-hmm. Europe and Russia, and mm-hmm. they took the parents out of the mm-hmm. decision-making process, and then the state began to make decisions about morality. Right. And that's what's happening that here. what's happening. Because we're not talking about teaching your children reading, writing, and arithmetic, right. which is what's supposed to happen in right. school. Right. We're, we're we're teaching children morality, which is really up to the parents. Right. That's to exactly teach their right. We're, it's our job to pass our values onto our children. And uh, that is our God given right and responsibility. So, you know, we need to fight for that right. Absolutely. And I wonder what's going to happen. To this generation of kids, these kids. So, so let me just. I'm going to just pull it up, just because I'm I'm not mad enough yet. So I want to look at the picture again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at the gender neutral. He looks like he's like a, a cross between uh, Barney and My Little Pony, 
and whoever that unicorn was, the last unicorn, right, right, <laughs> right. And so the the gender unicorn has uh, looks like four different aspects to it, and it says underneath it, it says, "Meet the gender unicorn." This was included in the Charlotte Mecklenburg School training presentation on handling transgender issues under the new CMS policy that goes into effect on August 29th. Um, it's startling enough that the school district feels they have sovereignty, sovereignty, sovereignty to directly disobey state statute as outlined in House Bill 2. But some of the stuff in this thing is shocking. So check out these quotes. Parental involvement is dependent on a student's permission. And I quote, involvement of parents in the plan is determined in working with the student, considering the student's age and health, well-being, and safety concerns. Two, students can choose their bathrooms and changing facilities. My husband said to me, that was every teenage boy's dream come true, Mm. right? When he was Mm -hmm. in junior high. Uh, Students will have access to the changing room that they feel corresponds to their gender identity. Uh, three, CMS is going to remove some gender-based activities. That'll be that'll be fun. Four, students can choose their gender-based activities, such as intramural sports, dress codes, classes, ceremonies, photos, extracurricular activities. This includes choosing which gender they participate with during overnight field trips. Students, this is a quote, students are permitted to participate in gender-based activities consistent with their gender identity. So they're going all the way back to uh, to as young as kindergarten mm-hmm. in basically brainwashing and indoctrinating these kids. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that they teach them is gender identity. Um, and then they teach them gender expression. So, and we all know this, right? Gender identity, I, I'm, a, I'm a woman. I was born that way. I'm not confused. Are you confused? Not at all. No, you're not confused. A gender expression, I think we're, we're either masculine or feminine. I know women who are more, they, right. they express themselves right. in more masculine right. ways. There's nothing wrong with that, no. right? I played with with uh, Lincoln Logs and Tonka trucks and right. got in the dirt and climbed trees with the, with the rest of the boys. But my mom never said to me, you know, Heidi, I saw you in a tree the other day wearing overalls. You just might be a boy. We should sit down and talk about that. It's kind of what's mm-hmm. what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And then here's where it gets crazy. They're teaching these are little kids being taught by a gender unicorn about sexual attraction and that you can be attracted to uh, men or women or other other genders. They're they're saying there's another gender besides men and women, which I think is cisgender, which is a word that somebody made up. By the way, oh listeners. That's not an actual word that's been in the history books. Mm. This is a word that somebody mm-hmm. made up, which mm-hmm. I uh, find amusing. And then finally, who are you emotionally attracted to? Are you attracted to uh, romantically or emotionally attracted to men, women, or other? Mm-hmm. There's an other category. I just, so, it's mind blowing. So, what grade is this? What, you know, is this elementary? This is elementary school. Okay, so, Hence the, the little unicorn that looks can like you a cross. Just close your eyes yeah, and, and picture what, where this is going to lead and what kind of chaos is going to ensue from all of this. And what in the world does this have to do with math, language, yeah. reading, writing? Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the truth is, you know, as we watch what's happening with these kids, the truth is that the school is absolutely aware that five-year-olds don't know the difference. I I have a five-year-old. I cannot imagine sitting down with her and saying, do you know that you could be attracted to other girls? What, when, when in the course of normal no, conversation no. does that ever even need to come up? It doesn't. And here's the problem. 
you start doing that and you start burdening these children with thoughts they are not ready for, they're developmentally not ready to process these things and they're forcing this on them and they're going to ruin them is what's going to happen. And it absolutely should not be happening. Oh, no. No. And the policy that they're trying to implement here, I mean, I think this is a bellwether for the rest of the country and clearly, and we'll we'll talk about this again, but there's there are things happening in Washington State right now, which were which are parents should be horrified. I mean, I have never been a proponent of just you know straight up homeschooling. I've always I and I and I still I'm looking at it going. You know what? It's not it's not in the Bible. It doesn't say that thou shalt right, homeschool thy right, children. Right. But there comes a point when we recognize that such evil is being perpetrated on these children that it is incumbent upon the parents to get before the Lord and say, Do I am I supposed to have my children indoctrinated basically by Caesar? That do we want our kids being raised by? Uh, wolves basically is what's happening. And yes, uh, someone said to me the other day, you know, well, God could still intervene. Yes, he can. He can still intervene. But I wouldn't give my kids a jump rope and go tell them to play on I-5, right? Because could God intervene? Absolutely. Are the chances, what the chances they're going to get hit by a car? Pretty high. Really high. You know, yeah. 99% <laughs> chance they're going to get hit by a car. And really the car that's being uh, leveled against our children right now is this ridiculous notion that they can choose their gender, that's that it right. doesn't matter, that God doesn't have an opinion, that homosexuality is right. And what we're seeing happen in the schools is they're taking such a sharp turn against the things of God that parents have got mm-hmm. to be wise. Mm-hmm. Well, they are calling evil good and good evil. Yeah, so, what, so you just looked, what does the Bible say about this, Dorinda? Because we were just talking about um, getting ha- having parents go back to the Word of God mm-hmm. and remember what God says, because he's not silent on these issues. And honestly, parents, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, God's going to hold you responsible That's right. for how you train your children and the things that you allow them to be, uh, that you knowingly, I should say, allow them to be exposed to and allow them to be taught. And yes, I guess you could have your kids go to a public school and they could be there eight hours a day and come out mm-hmm. unscathed, mm-hmm. but probably that's right. not going to happen. Well, this verse in Proverbs, um, it's Proverbs 4, 6, and 7 says, do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you, love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Whoa. <laughs> so, and it says through it, though, or, though it cost all you have, get understanding. So whatever it takes, exercise wisdom, get the wisdom that God has for us and exercise it. And can I just add, we're not talking about you know, I, I keep hearing from moms who are saying, well, they're afraid to pull their kids out of school because the, the homeschooling just seems so overwhelming. Can I just tell you that if this is what God is asking you to do, and I, I am seeing more and more and more parents right. pulling their kids out of school because they are recognizing the danger of, uh, uh, you were just talking to me about the district where you live, and they're not teaching the kids world history anymore. No. It's craziness. No, and the, for the high school credits, um, they took world history out. I was just, I was floored. I yeah. said, well, we're doing world history. You right. know, that's not... Our kids need to know that history re- repeats exactly. itself. We need exactly. to understand, wow, look right. at what happened over here. Here's a guy right. named Mussolini. You need to right. know who he is. Here's yes. a guy named Hitler. You need to know what happened. This is this is Normandy. Let's talk to you about freedom. Right. And right. I think there is a very purposeful um, pushing in one direction of our children. And the Bible screams Find wisdom, That's seek right. wisdom. That's right. And you and I both know we went into this homeschooling thing, you know, with fear and trepidation, mm-hmm. just like I think every parent does. Mm-hmm. And my cry to the Lord for in over 20 years of homeschooling mm-hmm. has always been um, 
I go back to James 1, and I just remind God and myself, mainly myself, because God remembers, um, what he said in James. He said, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And I went back to that verse over, and and I continue to do that. Every time I run into a homeschooling, you know, something with the kids that I feel overwhelmed by or I'm not sure I can handle, and he always, always gives me an answer. And it's way simpler than I would have ever come up with. Yep. So God is faithful. If you act in obedience to him and you decide, you know what, I'm going to take my kids home and we're going to educate them at home, God's going to honor that. He's going to bless you, and he's going to, his grace is going to be like a blanket. Well, and he's going to show up in ways that you couldn't exactly. possibly imagine. Going to build mean, your faith. Yeah, it's a faith builder. It's going to teach you more than you ever mm-hmm. imagined. It's yes. going to be about. It's going to be every bit as much about you as a parent mm-hmm. as it will be about your children. That's right. But I really want to leave parents with this thought today: that though we uh, we live in the world, the Bible says as Christians we are not of this world, and we are called to be both salt and light. So this doesn't mean that. That we uh, that we just yank our kids out of the, out of the system and then we disengage from the conversation. Right, right. I think we. I think you. If you decide to pull your kids out of the system like we did, you continue to be engaged in the conversation. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this today and you're afraid, can I just remind you? The Bible says that God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And if something about the gender unicorn doesn't ring true to the sound mind that God said he gave you, you need to pay attention to that and ask the Lord, Father, what does this look like for my family? Are we supposed to continue to keep our children in a situation where they're basically being indoctrinated with lies? And it's, it's, you know, I wish I had a more like upbeat, you know, take on it. But this is scary stuff. And I think we need to wake up and pay attention to it. We need to protect our children. Yep. And that is every parent's responsibility. So if you're listening to this today, um, I'm just going to actually do something I don't normally do and just close in a word of prayer. For those of you who are uh, listening and you know that God is talking to you, I'm going to pray specifically for you right now, that the Lord would speak directly to you, that you would be, uh, that you would be in his word and that you would be, uh, reassured that God has a plan for you. So Father God, we come before you right now, Father, and we we want to do exactly what your word says to do in James and cry out for wisdom. Lord, we are crying out for wisdom. Please give us understanding. Fill us with your spirit. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to the importance of educating of educating our children. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness. I pray that we would not be driven by a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Father, we bring this generation of young people before you right now. Lord, every kindergartner, every first, second, and third grader, Father, that is going to the public school right now, these are your kids. And Father, I pray that you'd protect their hearts and minds. I pray that parents would be vigilant in learning what children are being taught in school. And Father, for the parents who are considering homeschooling and are just on the precipice and they see what's happening around them, Lord, I pray that you would speak in such a way that they would know without a doubt that that was your voice and that they would follow it. Father, we need your wisdom. We're crying out for it like Solomon did. We recognize that unless you show up, unless you prepare the way, unless you give us confidence, we will not be able to do this on our own. And so Lord, I pray that you just fill us with your spirit. We trust you, Father, and we want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, moms, if you want to hear more about this topic, I am linking back to Keep North Carolina Safe and several of the other things that are happening in the public schools right now. You can find that in the show notes today. Also, you can go to The Busy Mom and share this podcast with your friends. You can subscribe to it. If you've got any questions at all, uh, 
get in touch with us at podcast at thebusymom.com. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.